everybody. I'm Vicki. I'm Lynn. And I'm Bree. And we're telling on ourselves. Woo woo. Welcome, everybody. Um, before we get started, I got a couple of announcements here. We just want to remind everybody um, about our Patreon. We actually have one of our lovely patrons on today as our special guest. Dawn is an avid supporter and listener of our podcast and a benefactor. So thank you so much, Dawn. Um, we got two different levels. You can donate $1 holler. So just a buck um, a month and we'll shout out your name on air, give you a $1 holler shout out. Or um, $3 donation, and that is our $3 swag. So not only will we shout your name out, you'll also get some cool swag, which is an awesome um, telling on ourselves sticker with our logo. And you can put that on your coffee mug, and it apparently sticks pretty well. Vicki told us last week that hers has been through the dishwasher several times, and it's sticking. So, um, yeah, we really appreciate all of your um, donations. So we'll go ahead and put that in the link to our show notes. Thanks, Bree. Thanks, Bree. All right. Well, before we get to definition corner and first thought wrong, I want to introduce this lovely lady. Um, Dawn is actually originally from here. She's from our Elgin area and she knows a lot of people that we know, um, but she moved. And so all of a sudden when Facebook happened and the WW, the worldwide primary purpose group was born and um, she was one of the first original people that would come to all the meetings and she would come to the daily reflections religiously, which is our 8 a.m. meeting. And if anyone wants that schedule, let me know, send us an email and we can send it to you because there's lots of great meetings. There's an um, 8 a.m. Central Time, a noon gratitude meeting, a uh, women's meeting at two. We also have a five o'clock beginners meeting, a 6.30 big book. We have a 7.45 speaker meeting, which we have a speaker every week. And if anybody wants to share their experience, strength and hope, you can send us an email and I'll make sure you get on the list. And finally, we have a 10 o'clock meeting. Um, but I think the format is changing. So with and that, that is day, every day of the week, correct, Vicki? Every, every day. Single day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have some kick-ass speakers, I have to say. So um, so I will say, but Dawn was one of our first speakers, too. And I think um, I'll, I'll let her talk to you guys about her journey with us. And, um, and then we're going to get right into the fun stuff. So I don't exactly remember when I met Vicki, but it was somewhere in when COVID happened and our meetings went from in-person to online and this WWPPG group kind of exploded and I'm not sure who told me about it, but I found out about it. And then I knew because I did service work before COVID, I knew I had to do service work after COVID. I had to be in the middle of the herd of recovery because I only thought this would last a couple months. I thought by June or July, we'd be back to normal. And, and so I started chairing, I think, a Thursday and a Sunday morning meeting. And then my, I, you know, my work got in the way of doing a Thursday morning meeting. So I only do Sunday morning now. But that's how I met Vicki. And I don't know where I learned about telling on ourselves. Um, I might have. So after I met Vicki, I, of course, was obsessed with Vicki because she's this pioneer and doing all this great stuff. So I started following her on Facebook and Instagram, and I might have saw there that she had this podcast and I might have asked her about it. But then I started listening to it and I'm new to podcasts. I'm like 
new. So I didn't know what you do with the podcast. You're maybe the second one I've ever listened to in my whole life. So I have nothing to compare you to. Everyone I listen to now is comparing to you. So um, when I listened to it, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to start from the beginning. I want to hear all of them. I'm going to listen to every single one of them. From the, And there was like, I don't know, 40 or 50 of them at that point. I don't remember, but you know, then it was like hard listening to the old ones because you weren't in COVID yet. So it was like weird listening to old ones and not really being in the current times and talking about things that you did with other people. And I was like, I don't want to listen to this shit. I want to listen to real day stuff. So I started listening to more, more recent ones and, um, and that's how I got addicted. So now every day you're, sounds creepy. You're like my shower buddy. So I put you on my phone and I put it on the bathroom counter and then I take a shower and I blow my hair dry and I do my makeup and brush my teeth to telling on ourselves. So you guys are literally what I do after my prayer and meditation during shower and makeup. So you're the second point of there's like God you three ladies, and then the real world. So that's where you are. And then if I've listened to you, because I can never listen to the whole thing at once because I have zero patience. I could do like 10 minutes at a time and then I'll, you know, it takes me a whole week to listen to a whole show. So um, anyhow, that's how I met you. Long answer. That's what I got. Awesome. And how long have you been coming around the rooms? So I've been sober this July was 20 years. So in the year 2000, on July 15th, I got sober. Yep. That's amazing. Wow. That's amazing. And I am from, not to correct you, but just in case somebody listens, who goes, no, Don's not from Elgin. So I'm from Gurney, Illinois. And um, I know a lot of women from Elgin because I ride a Harley. And all my girls that I ride with are from like Elgin and Carpentersville. And I think there's a South Elgin and maybe a North Elgin. I don't know. You guys got a lot of directionals in Elgin. But I, <laughs> I went to some different meetings out there. Did yeah, you ride with the Beavers, Don? Yeah. Yeah, baby. You know it. I know the Beavers. And that's how I know Donna. <laughs> And yeah. I know a lot of your all, I know all your people. So Definitely. we're all the same people. We're all the same. We're just like, we're like second cousins, you know, we're like, we all know each other because we all know other people that we know yeah. similarly. So there you have it. Well, before we get into your first thought wrong, I want to um, tell everybody the coolest thing about Dawn when she came on, Dawn is a mover and a shaker. She is like, she loves to share things with people. And when WWPG came on, I've never heard of Wausau, Wisconsin before in my life. But when we first started, there were tons of people from Wausau. So I met so many people from your neck of the woods because you invited everybody. So that was so cool that one person could share this with all these people. And they all became part of our community. I mean, a lot of people chair meetings from your group. There's, you know, Mike K is just the sweetest and he comes to so many meetings um but it was it's it was a it was a, you were a huge support in the beginning of that whole situation and with traditions I remember at the 8 a.m meeting you helped keep us in line and you still do 
That, thank you. What's weird is I don't know anybody in AA in Wausau. I like know four people and I told two people and they told two people and everybody, I live in this town where everybody knows everybody, but I'm new here. So I know how to spread the news, but I don't know who to tell. So I guess I told the two right people and then everybody from Wausau is on. And I got, recently I've went to a live meeting and met Mike. I'd never met him before, never knew who he was. So it's brought me together with AA people in my community by your zoom meeting in illinois so like we both did it for so each other weird. so weird so thank you oh well, thank uh, you. i would also can i real quick share because of the divine uh process of degrees of separation i was telling don before we started when i lived in nashville my ex was from wisconsin and we used to go up to the northwoods camping every year and i absolutely loved it it's just this magical gorgeous place and you know when we we went our uh, separate ways i thought i'm never going to be able to go up there again i was really sad so i basically invited myself this morning i'm like i can't wait till we can visit again because i totally want to come see you and to be able to go to that i was just thinking vicky to be able to go to one of their meetings now when we can hopefully next year um how fun would that be and it's you know again just that divine uh direction that we we um have people come into our lives it's really cool you are all welcome you our house is open to you and yeah whenever you want to come up your our house is your house so absolutely don how far north is wausau are you like northern or central northern so they call it North Central Wisconsin, but lo and behold, there's towns north of us. I was surprised. I thought I was in the North Woods, but we're about two hours north of Madison. And then there's more north from us. Like there's there's two or three hours more north before you even hit the UP of Michigan. So um, you can go pretty far north, but yeah. I was going to say, we used to go, it was northeast of you and it was a good couple of hours. We were almost at Lake Superior where we went. Yeah. When yeah. I come to Illinois, when I come home, it's about a four hour trip to get to Gurney. So just to give you some relevance around that. Yeah. Love it. Wisconsin's a great place to retire or move to. I have lots of family up there. So that's why I was curious. Oh yeah. It's beautiful up here. So Dawn, you also have our first thought wrong this week, which I'm like super excited about. I always love when somebody gives us a first thought wrong. That's not you like guys that. know what it do you know what it is? No. Not entirely. I think kind of like maybe the gist, but okay. So this also I think ties into your topic for the day. So as I told you before, I listen to you guys daily pretty religiously. Snippets here, snippets there. I eventually get through the whole the whole uh recording, but this one was, I think, last Sunday. I could be wrong. I, I don't know what order I'm in. But Vicky had a first thought wrong. And I don't know where I was spiritually, but for some reason, she was talking about a resentment. And it was her first thought wrong. So I had, like, I wasn't even keeping it in perspective. So Vicky is sharing a first thought wrong. And in the middle of it, I'm creating my own first thought wrong because I am personalizing the shit out of this. So she's talking about this 8 a.m. meeting that she started and how she's resentful at people at this 8 a.m. meeting and how they aren't stepping up to the plate or how they're not doing as much as she does or how this or that or this or that. And I'm like, I chair a Sunday morning being at an eight o'clock that Vicky started the WWPPG group. Oh my God, she's pissed at me. So like, I'm, 
I'm so, I'm in the shower, mind you, in the shower, not much you can do in the shower. You can't stop and push pause on your phone because your hands are all wet. So I had to like, listen to it. And then I, I, I didn't even get 20 minutes into the podcast. I went back and listened to it all over again. And I'm like, oh my God, she's got to be talking about me. Oh yeah. Last week I had to jump off early and I didn't turn the meeting off right away till about nine 30. And I'm sure she's thinking I'm blowing off my responsibility because I didn't shut it off at nine o'clock. And oh my God, maybe we were, maybe before the meeting, we were doing some pre-meeting talk that was inappropriate. And Vicky's like, who's running this ship? Why isn't Dawn saying nothing? And I'm like, oh my God, she hates me. So, you know, first thought it's Vicky's first thought wrong I took her first thought wrong and made it my first thought wrong okay you guys do you know how screwed up that is so then I don't know if it was Sunday or Monday that I wrote her on Facebook I might have had a sleep on it and listened to it again because I'm just ridiculous and make sure that I'm that make absolutely sure that I am the cause of her angst um, and, and now I have to apologize. So, um, so I write her this note on Facebook. Hi, Vicki, blah, 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 blah. I'm so sorry if I did anything to upset you on the Sunday morning meeting. And I'm probably not thinking about this correctly and all that jazz. And she writes me back and she's like, this was not about you, Dawn. <laughs> I'm like, what? This was not about me. What are you talking about? I'm the only person doing a Sunday morning meeting in your world. What are you talking about? So I was, um, and then we were laughing. Then I immediately, she told me what it was referenced to. Mind you, it doesn't matter what it was referenced to. Like, it doesn't matter. It was just the fact that I personalized something that had nothing to do with me. And that's my first thought wrong. I hear stuff and then I'll go, oh, wait, let me put this little Dawn insecure twist on it. And then I'm sure it's about me and, and it's public and everybody's going to hear it. That Like I make it so about me. It's nauseating. So me and Vicky talked on the phone. We had set up a call, I think Monday or Tuesday morning at like 10 or 11 in the morning. And we laughed about it. And then I said, I finally have a th first thought wrong. I've never had one. I've always wanted to share. I'm sure I've had them, but not one that I wanted to admit to. And this one is just so weird because it involves both of us and it's part of your show. So I said, I want to be sure to, to let you know about it. So we were good. And, and that's my first thought wrong is about ego, pride, insecurity, making it all about me, taking all your words and thinking you're somehow trying to manipulate it and make me know that you're mad at me when you're not. And it's just so fucked up. And I can say that on this podcast. It's just so fucked up people. And I'm not alone because I see you all laughing. So I know we all do this. So, uh, yeah, that's my first thought wrong on that one. And, uh, any questions on my crazy? <laughs> okay, Dawn, in your defense, like crazy coincidence that yes, you also chair a Sunday morning meeting though. <laughs> like I could see how you could go down that path, you know, because you probably might not have if you chaired like a Tuesday evening meeting, right? That would have never even crossed your mind. You're like, oh, she's definitely not talking about me. So I think it's just funny, but yes, it definitely is a FGO you know, a fucking growth opportunity from your higher power. Uh, like, Oh, Hey, let's, but, and you also did the right thing though. Second thought, right. was like, I'm going to sleep on it. I'm going to re-listen to it to see like, is this really all about me? And Oh, even if it is, I'm going to make an amends. Like your thought was like, I'm going to apologize to Vicky 
for this meeting, you know? So like, I just have to point out all of those other like kind of amazing things that came from it. Like you had the next right thoughts, um, but you are so hilarious. Like, I just like that. You're like re-listening, re-listening, re-listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that was too. such a hard, it was such a hard first thought wrong for me to say. Like, I thought I would get blowback from the people around here um, because it was embarrassing. And like, what really bothers me, like what really worries me, I'm having, I'm having more first thought wrong. <laughs> it really wasn't about any of them and not them not doing what they were supposed to do. It was about me being crazy in the head, feeling like, oh, I did all this work for that. You know, it was like that pre, that expectation, those pre, those resentments that I had that I didn't know that I had since March. So it's so funny. So then I'm overthinking myself since I talked to you. So <laughs> down the rabbit hole we go. <laughs> I was going to say the part that I really identify with too is that I immediately, I would immediately assume I did something wrong. So then I'm like, how can I fix this? What did I, you know, what did I do? That's where I, that's still like my initial reaction when I hear something it's very similar to that. Like, oh no, what did I do wrong? And you get that pit in your stomach and they're like, are they mad at me? What can I do to, you know, people pleaser, people pleaser all over and over and over. So it's, it's funny how we can all identify with so many different parts of that. <laughs> yep. It's, um, it's, it's an awakening, you know, um, it makes me realize how self-centered I am, but not like, not in a good way, but in like a disturbing way that insecure, self-centered, need a hundred thousand more Al-Anon meeting issue. Um, and, and it was, you know, now that I'm looking back on it, it's funny, but in the middle of it, when I was really feeling it, listen to it for the third time, I really thought, oh my God, she's so upset. She's bringing it up on our podcast. It's out here forever for the world to hear. Like I seriously, seriously did. So it was my pride and ego and all these other things that I thought that I couldn't fix it. Cause now it's in, now it's in social media world. Like I couldn't even make it better. I can't get on and make a podcast and send it to you with my apology attached to your podcast. Like it's just so weird. So anyway, yeah, I need a lot more. I go to AA and AL. Al-Anon, and I've been in Al-Anon longer than AA, but that doesn't mean that I don't go down the rabbit hole of insecurity frequently. I'm better, but I still have my days. And, you know, tell me to sit home and not talk to people for eight months and it's going to get cray cray. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, uh, there has to be some grace and forgiveness about our craziness, just being in quarantine, just being in COVID that your podcast has saved me in a lot of ways. But yeah, last week I went a little nuts. So, Thank you, Don. And how apropos that today our uh, topic is going to be about ego. And I have a definition from Definition Corner. Um, you know, and I'm reading all the things when I'm doing a little bit of research on ego and, you know, just checking all the boxes. And it's funny how, like you said, Don, now that we've we've had to kind of really close in our world, our world got so much smaller, how quickly ego takes over like all the crazy thoughts. So uh, perspective is always uh, something that I'm searching for and often don't find fast enough. <laughs> um, so ego's definition is a view that a person has of himself, the self, especially as distinct from the world and other selves. So, and then I also read this other part about psychoanalysis because, you know, 
we all need to be psychoanalyzed. And it was really interesting because it said in psychoanalysis, a division of the psyche that is conscious most immediately controls thoughts and behavior, and it's in touch with external reality. So our ego basically is telling us, you know, it's on the outside um, always getting that first first reaction, the first thought wrong. Our ego is the first thing to sense something and immediately go to taking it personally, like you said, personalizing. And um, one of my mantras that I speak a thousand times a day is, this isn't about me. This isn't about me, not taking things personally. And ego jumps right in there and go, but maybe it is. Maybe you did fuck up. Maybe you did make somebody mad. Maybe you did fail. So... The ego wants to live and the ego needs drama. At least mine does. My, my ego needs drama. So it will stir, stir some shit up and stir the pot. And uh, Dawn, I agree with you like eight months into the year and mostly being um, away from people and in the house a lot. Like I tend to start a lot of drama with Dave, <laughs> you know, cause he's the, he's here. So he's a target. Um, cause you know, I don't know why, but a um, lot of uh, religious and uh, philosophical um, practices all talk about how our ego survive off of suffering, you know, and drama. And, uh, you know, that kind of stuff keeps us really like sick and in a bad spot. But it's for me, I can relate to COVID, you know, kind of making it a little worse than it normally is. <laughs> Not being able to go to in-person meetings sometimes and just have that in-person fellowship and that, you know, positivity to carry you the rest of the day. Um, I can relate. I just want to say that this is so crazy. Like I can, so I couldn't, re- I always thought ego was like an ego maniac. Someone who was so full of themselves. I'm like, that guy's got a big ego. You know, I used to say those words like a hundred times a day. And I never thought being insecure and being feeling small was an ego thing because it didn't, it didn't compute, does not compute. But your um, definition, Lynn, really clarified the, I've never read the definition. I always thought of the ego, the id, the What's the other one? The ego, the id, and the super ego. Um, ego. learning in, in uh, psychology. So, you know, um, I do a lot of reading of Eckhart Tolle, um, and he talks a lot about the ego and about how the ego, kind of what you were saying, Brie, how the ego needs to thrive, and it, it thrives on drama, and it thrives on all the this negative, like, thinking like you were going through and that for me when I get there it's it's like a it's like a toboggan going downhill man it is once it starts then I can be like oh well that one happened too and then I did this wrong and then I did that wrong and and you know I can I can carry that with me like a oh a ton of bricks but I wanted to read something from the big book and it's um it's right after how it works And um, it's talking about, well, I'll just read it. (coughs) Excuse me. Selfishness, self-centeredness. That, we think, is the root of our troubles, driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. We step on the toes of our fellows, and then they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation. But we invariably find that at some point in the past, 
We have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. Ah! They arise out of ourselves, and the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot, though he usually doesn't think so. Above all, above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of selfishness. We must, or it kills us. And I think for me, that states something that's super important. We all have selfishness. We all have ego. We all go down this road, whether we're alcoholics or not alcoholics. But the thing about us in general, after going to hundreds and hundreds of meetings, probably thousands, uh, we all have this same button of, of self-will run riot. I mean, when I read that for the first time, I was like, yep, that is me. And if I can't have self-will, I will also rage out, Brie. I will, I will start throwing things like clickers or um, brushes or whatever I can get my hands on. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, nobody's listening to me. And it's that, it's that reverse pride ego, which I learned in this program is a thing. So that's interesting. Vicki, if I can uh, share one other thing I um, have read and bookmarked to, to talk about because, and my sponsor tells me all the thing, ego not only wants to like hold you down sometimes uh, or it wants to make you angry and crazy, it also protects you from happiness because that's that's like this thing of it's something new regardless and you, you have the risk of being hurt. So I was reading about ego and selfishness because that's how, like you said, when you thought of ego, it was egomaniac. So it's everything about me, whether it's good or bad, you know, things are happening to me. And that's like in the phase of growth uh, development we have as children. But they have a thing called contributive selfishness. And that is of growth, healing, and setting healthy boundaries. And what happens with that is that you are going to be more peaceful, happier, and more serene because you're contributing to your society in altruistic ways. So when you're doing something with no expectation of a return for it, that's called contributive selfishness. You're only doing it to put that, you know, to put those coins in that pot of happiness and serenity. And I really like that, that other side of the coin. Well, and it's, it's funny because it says we have to be rid of selfishness, but when we first get sober, we have to be selfish about our recovery. Like that is so important. And it's not even selfish, it's self-preserving. It's like, we have to take our recovery and put that first. Otherwise for me, it wouldn't work. And Don even said that at the beginning um, when she was talking about uh, the way her life has to run every single day, God, and then she very sweetly said us, but you know, you have to, you have to put God in your life first. Otherwise everything else is going to fall apart because we're putting our priorities in the wrong place. Um, and maybe you guys said this, I was looking for something in my bookshelf and I couldn't find it because I wanted to say something profound, but you know, can never find those profound quotes when you're looking for them. But you guys said a lot of really, really great stuff. I'm not sure if you said this, but ego, I learned early, early on, we have acronyms for everything and it's edging God out, E-G-O. And anytime I edge God out, I'm an ego. Anything I put between me and God, I lose. Like, that's just my quote of the freaking century for me everything. So if I, God's not, God wasn't with me when I was doing my mental, uh, you know, a little ride of, you know, Vicky's mad at me. 
I didn't pray. I didn't call my sponsor. I didn't, I didn't do anything like that. Okay. <laughs> you can be sober a while and you still do crazy stuff wrong, you know, but I, I, I acknowledge, I admire you guys for acknowledging the things I did right. Cause you're around long enough to know what you do do with it. I don't call somebody else and say, Vicki said this on a podcast. So I don't gossip. I don't talk behind people's backs, you know, like those things I don't do anymore. So I knew to call the person, um, but I, God wasn't in there. I didn't pray for his help. I didn't pray for acceptance. Maybe Vicky was mad at me. Maybe I just needed to accept it. You know, like I, it could have been that still not my problem. You know, people are allowed to be upset with me. People are allowed not to like me. People are allowed to have an opinion of me that I don't need to know about. You know, these are all just human things and I don't need to be in the middle of all their shit. You know, I just got to worry about me and not what you think of me, what I think you think of me. None of my business, none of my business, none of my business. So yeah, edging God out is an easy one for me to remember when I think of egos. So that's what I got on that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's so true. And, and when you're in that rabbit hole of thinking somebody's mad at you, you're not going to think, oh, I should get some perspective and maybe call my sponsor. Maybe I should pray about it. Maybe I should meditate. Uh-uh. We're, we're in that high emotion, high sensitivity state that's hard to, to take a step away from. I see Vicky smiling at me and I know it's like, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm actually smiling at Bree's little penis on top of her screen. <laughs> she moved her microphone and it looks pretty. This is a penis show? Oh my God, I didn't know that. Dang, don't you go wow, wow. I knew I loved you ladies. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to move it. It was driving Yes. I'm eager to porn just that fast. I knew it. Well, what I also find interesting is um, in the definition that you were saying, like it's a part of our personalities that is disconnected from others. And ego wants to get us by ourselves, I think, or like the negative side, right? So, um, and that's what's so cool about Alcoholics Anonymous is that the solution to all our problems is in the we and kind of what you were talking about with this contributive selfishness, right? That's how we stay sober. That is how we stay sober is by helping each other, sharing with each other, leaning onto each other, leaning into the program, leaning into all this stuff. And, you know, ego, I don't, I think ego also gets a bad rap because it just wants to keep us safe, right? It's just trying to protect ourselves and, and it's there for a reason. We wouldn't be surviving in this world if we didn't have it, right? But at the same time, it's like the total solution for me for all of this is that if I connect with you guys, if I connect with you people, if I make amends, even the, even the process of doing a step five with another human being in God and then working on step eight and nine to make amends. It's all about connection. It's all about the sameness of ourselves instead of the differences. So that's so cool. It is. And you know, Vicki, those, those safety features that we install in ourselves with our ego, a lot of times those are installed when we're little, when we're little people and we forget. And I, I'll never forget Chelsea saying this, we need to put our thoughts on trial. We forget 
that we evolve as humans and as adults, but we forget to uninstall those things that we needed when we were small to protect ourselves. And so we're still using these same mechanisms that aren't necessary anymore, but they're so ingrained in our personality. They're not us. They're just what we put into our personality. And we forget that we're still using those. That's our go-to. And so it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of working with other people, listening, you know, not taking things personal, all those things. And the more you practice, the stronger it gets, right? Sana Shapiro, what you practice grows stronger. And it's for me anyway, um, I, I feel so excited when I see my warning flag and I'm like, oh God, I'm doing that again. You know, and sometimes it takes me like, like Don said, sometimes it takes me a couple of days. Sometimes as soon as it's out of my mouth, I'm like, Lynn, there you are again. And I don't beat myself up about it. I try to be kind and gracious and loving with myself. And I've learned to do that because of this program. You know, we're, we're human. That's all. We're human. And so, you know, we're all here to learn and to grow and to help other people. Well, and I think that's what's what you said about it being a practice. And that's why we have step 11. And then there's the pause, right? The more we're in step 11 and we're connected to our higher power. Like I'm like you, Lynn, whenever I see, you know, where I get to the fork in the road mentally in, in a situation where I know I can go, you know, the crazy direction or I have that moment of realization that that is my ego and I don't have to participate in the crazy that my ego wants. It's such a big win. It's like literally the best feeling ever. Um, so I just had, I like, I completely agree with you and how, how great of a feeling that is. Like what a big gift of this program mm-hmm. that, that moment of decision is, you know, that, that light. Absolutely. I just, I, you know, I say this all the time, but we are so lucky that we're alcoholics and that we're able to be a part of this program because even I could spend thousands of dollars and see thousands of therapists and I wouldn't have gotten to where I am now as quickly if it hadn't been for the gift of this program, the gift of desperation. I say it all the time, but it truly is one of the biggest gifts I've ever received. Well, the gift of the steps, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's so interesting how just these simple, they're not easy, but they are pretty simple, simple concepts and simple actions that we take that really help us see our lives from a different perspective and see what we're doing. And then the ability, the, the real recovery comes when we, we practice it in our lives every single day, right? And that is, takes time. I mean, and that's, So like the other big thing in the big book is about the daily reprieve based on our spiritual condition. And I really think, you know, Don and Bree, you hit the nail on the head when you say that, um, that we have to get right with G-O-D, group of drunks, gift of desperation, whatever it is for us, Gus, who drives my bus, um, (laughs) you know, we have to get right with that and and I love the, the visual of the fork in the road, you know, where you like have that moment. Like that's what recovery does. It gives you that moment. We pause when agitated. Like before recovery, I didn't have a fork in the road. I just had one road and I barreled down it like I was evil Knievel, you know, it was just, ugh, I was just a mess. But the whole thing that I learned early on the biggest gift I remember early on was that it's none of my business what anyone thinks of me and it's none of my business what I think of them. Like, I got to stop that. 
And when I stop that, man, does life get easier. It's like a huge, it's like a huge, let's say you're wearing this big armor all over your body. And when that comes off, that's what it felt like. It felt like when that came off and I didn't have to carry that anymore, holy cow, then I could work on myself. And then I had the energy to work on myself. So I, I know I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry. I'll shut up. No, not at all. I love the analogy of the armor. And I always think of all these capes that I have on. And when I can shed one more cape, you know, it gets lighter and lighter. And some of the capes are real dense. They're real heavy. <laughs> Vicki, I like what you said about, um, you know, I just, okay. So I, I think our ego through this program, through the steps, is like healing too, right? Because like we've been, you know, the things hurt our egos. Like you said, Vicki, caring what other people think about me so much and being able to shed that. Like this is healing for us. And our ego is just so fragile and always hurt. At least I know mine is um, constantly. So that's why, you know, the steps, I think are designed in a way to heal a lot of that hurt and that pain. Um, so that really helps like alleviate all of the pain in our ego as well. Just going through the steps and it's, it's healing. Absolutely. Um, you know, this last time I did steps four and five, I surprised, I was so surprised how judgmental I still am, but instead of just beating myself up and berating myself for the things I'm still judging about, I, I, after a lot of work and processing and meditation and prayer, I'm able to now look at uh, when I feel myself going into judging to very kind, to be kind to myself. I think that's one of the things that I'm finally learning this go around is that I'm just a human and, and just to be kind to myself. So I catch myself in when I'm judging and, you know, ask myself, why am I doing this? And, and being, having that gentle hand um, support on my back saying, it's okay that you're still doing it, but let's try to work on being better about not doing it the next time. And that's the, the healing thing. You're exactly right, Brie. I used to think everything was about me when someone was mad. I don't know about you, but like at my work, I remember I worked on this, um, in this office and it had an open door, like a window, even when the door was shut. So whenever the executives would go into their meeting, they would go in there and I was convinced that everybody was talking about me and how they were going to get rid of me and all this stuff. And I was kicking ass. I was doing great at my job, but I was so insecure and it was all about me. And um, it's funny. I don't know if it was a speaker. I don't, it had to have been a speaker that I heard this from, but he said um, when he first got sober, his sponsor told him, um, well, you better be careful when you go to a football game because um, you know that when you sit in the stands, you're all you're going to be thinking about is every time they go into the huddle, they're going to be talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how obsessed we are with ourselves, you know? And, and to break that and to realize it's not about me. I, I recently had a sponsee that went through um, an amends and the person didn't even remember didn't even remember all the things and think about all those years we carry that and, and people, you know, sometimes they don't remember. Sometimes they don't even, they don't even think about it. I can't tell you how many times I would go up to someone when I did first start this program and it, when, when I needed to make an amends immediately and they're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. So if we realized how little we were on people's minds 
because everybody has their own ego. So they're all obsessing about themselves. <laughs> yeah. And that's a good one, Vicki, that I try to remember too, is that as much as crazy shit as I've got running in my head, everybody else got the same thing. So that, you know, again, for me, I, I'm constantly, it's like I'm trying to regain the equilibrium. And I do that by reminding myself about my perspective and everybody has their own perspective and their perspective is never going to match up to mine and all that's okay. Cause we're all just like all these crazy little circles flying around in the atmosphere. And sometimes we line up and sometimes we don't. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> well, I can't believe we're, we're like, round in the corner here. Yeah, we are. Definitely. Uh, I can tell, I can always tell when Bree's, like, in the serious thought mode processing, and I love it. Because her face, she gets, like, this just uh, very focused um, look, and I can just always tell. It's like, she is she is processing some serious shit right now. Well, I used to think it was about me. I used to think she was annoyed with me because I'm talking too much or something. Same. same. <laughs> and I'm over here thinking like, wow, I get to talk to and podcast with the most brilliant people, like all these profound, like, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like I'm thinking too much to even talk. <laughs> well, well, should we uh, go into some golden nuggets? Does anybody have any golden nuggets? I have some great ones. And it was at the very beginning when Dawn was talking and she said she reminds herself to always be in the middle of the herd of recovery. Man, I loved that. That was so freaking cool. And then the other, when Bree said steps helps heal the ego and Vicky had said it and then Bree kind of um, uh, put it in different words that really spoke to me um, about I'm, I'm healing my ego every day. And I love that. I love that. Well, I have a bunch. Dawn insecure twist. I put my Dawn insecure twist on things. And I just, that described so much of my way of thinking is that insecure friggin' twist. Vicky's insecurities just coming and wrapping, wrapping her tentacles around whatever it is. I can make anything bad. And then what I really liked was um, uh, edging God out. And I've heard that before, but I forget that one. And, you know, ego wants to get us alone. They, they always say, what do they say at meetings? They say our, our disease is outside doing push-ups, getting ready for us to have a bad day, basically, and um, be weak, become weak. So, and then my final thing that was a huge golden nugget for me is about that fork in the road mentally. When I have that moment of decision about how I want to behave, do I want to continue the ugly, sad, insecure nonsense, or do I want to be on a path to freedom? And when I want to be on a path to freedom, I have to do these things that you guys teach me in recovery. Nice. Um, my golden nuggets were edging got out, ego edging got out. Um, so, so clever, so important to remember that. And the other golden nugget was based off of, yes, what Vicki had said about doing the step work in order to tame our egos, which like that. So my aha moment was, wow, the steps are really healing our hurt and damaged and battered and bruised egos. Um, and that's such a huge part of recovery. And what, what our sponsors take us through is like they understand we're so broken. We have this effed up thinking um, that's just total ego thinking constantly in ego all the time. And we get to live above that. And we have moments where we get to go 
like below that, maybe I should say below the surface of the ego and really talk and speak and feel from our hearts um, and our, like our true being and soul. So I just like the idea of the steps being very healing. I love it. Um, Are we right? Thank Dawn, you. Dawn, you God, you know, I feel like shit now. I didn't take a single note. I didn't write anything down. You guys are so studious. I did nothing. Nothing. Um, I'm just my 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 note, my my big nugget is your genuine honesty and your willingness to just be you right now. Like I just, I love Alcoholics Anonymous for that. I love you guys for that. I love that I get the real you. I love that you have definition corner. Didn't write a thing down. Like I just didn't, I, I was too worried about what you're going to ask me next. Cause I'm in my fucking head. So I'm just going to be honest. It's all about me, baby. So with that golden, huh? Stop it with that Dawn insecure twist. <laughs> Wish I could tell you it got better, but until I hang up from this this uh, podcast, it's like, I'm just in my head a little bit. I'm a little nervous. So nope, I didn't catch anything. Sorry. We've no. had a lot of practice. Keep in mind, we didn't used to always take notes. We know that now we take notes because we've had practice. Yeah. I remember it was like one of the first ones and I'm, you know, I'm the nerd and Bree said, I never thought about like writing stuff down. I'm like, I couldn't function if I didn't always have, you should see my kitchen at work. I have random notes in every corner of my kitchen because something pops in my head and I have to write it down. And, you know, this is 52 years of practicing the crazy in my head. I sometimes harness. Um, I think we have some questions for Don, don't we, Vicki? Yep, I have mine. What day was your first meeting ever on? <gasps> I Googled it. It was Saturday because I forgot. <laughs> I didn't write it down. Okay. It was Saturday. <laughs> okay, what is the greatest gift of your recovery? Love. And... Do I say the curse word or do you say the curse word? Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> there you go. The favorite curse word. Um, and what's your favorite food, Don? Hmm. Not ha- pizza. 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 Mm-hmm. What do you have on your pizza? I like pepperoni and cheese and mushrooms. Well done. I want a crispy cheese pizza. Like cook it, but I want it well done. So cook it for 10 more minutes. From Uno's downtown Chicago. Love it. I'm a Uno's girl. They don't make pizza in Wausau. Sorry, they do fish well. They can deep fry everything. Everything up here is deep fried. Everything. But they can't make a pizza for shit. So yeah, got to just acknowledge what they do well. And they do fish very well. I've got to admit, I'm still not on the Chicago pizza train. I'll take a thin crust, any, the New York style that's thin and chewy. That's my jam. Okay. We love you anyway. <laughs> Can't help it. Can't help it's it. All good. Thank you, Dawn, for your vulnerability, honesty, your openness and willingness today to be with us. And even admitting you were nervous. I mean, you know, no one would have known when you were talking in the beginning. I had no clue that you were even like a smidge nervous. So you're good. Thank you, ladies. It I am nervous and I'm a 
people that are good at presenting, which I've been told sometimes I'm good at presenting, you don't really know how terrified I am. And I'm like, just seconds away from feeling like throwing up. Like, it's just, it's just part of it. But that also is what motivates me. It's that insecurity kind of nervousness that makes me want to do it, but also makes me scared to do it. So I, I love, I love your, I love this. I don't know if you call it a show. I don't know what I'm on a podcast, a show, a a series, but what I, whatever you are, I love you guys. I genuinely love you. You get me through my day in the midst of, of me not seeing people a lot. I I get to hear your consistency. The consistency of your crazy makes me feel normal again. So there's a, there's a compliment you won't get from anybody else today. The consistency of your crazy keeps me grounded. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, we love you. We certainly appreciate your support and um, everybody out there. Don't forget to throw us your first thought wrongs. Yep support this podcast you guys you get this cool thing in the mail i'm not going to tell you what it is but i think i signed up for three bucks i think they i signed up every month i don't know i just did it like i don't think because i like you guys i just did it and you get this cool gift in the mail and you feel like you're one of the cool kids at the at the playground now because now i'm one of first thought wrong people so it's a big deal yeah yeah so do it don't think about it just do it it's worth it. It's three bucks for God's sakes. What do you spend three bucks on? Okay, that's my. my Thank you. Thanks, Don. Love oh, you guys. We love you. All right, I guess tribe out. Tribe out. Tribe out. Thank you so much for listening to Telling on Ourselves. You can please rate, review, subscribe at Apple Podcasts or any of your podcast platforms. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook or Instagram at Telling on Ourselves.